0: Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 17th of September 2022. This is Chris and your other readers are Mary, Jeremy and Pam. The editor this week is Mary who has swapped with Eleanor. Most are members of team 1. Many of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express Newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442, unless stated otherwise. The headline this week is, The Final Farewell to Our Queen. This and other stories follow. Let me begin by saying that we at Decorum Talking Newspaper are deeply saddened at the news of the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Our thoughts are with the Royal Family at this time and we would like to express our condolences and also our gratitude for the lifetime of service and devotion given by Her Majesty. The Government has announced that Monday the 19th of September will be a bank holiday to mark the occasion of the state funeral of Her Majesty the Queen. Bus services in Hertfordshire will operate Sunday and on Monday public holiday services across the county. If a service does not have a Sunday or public holiday timetable, it will not operate.
1: Hello, this is Mary. As the nation mourns the death of the UK's longest reigning monarch, we look at how Queen Elizabeth contributed to the history of decorum during her many years. Her Majesty's connection to the borough was first cemented in 1952 when she visited Hemel Hempstead. This was one of her first public engagements after her accession and saw her visit Queen's Square. During her visit, she met one of the first families to move into the area, Adam's family, on Adyfield Estate. Her Majesty went to see St Barnabas Church in Adyfield also. The Queen was filmed tapping the foundation stone and said, In the faith of Jesus Christ, we place this stone in the name of the Father and the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, a woman of deep Christian faith throughout her reign, it was evident how important her religion was to her, especially during her Christmas messages every year. The Queen visited St Peter's Church in Berkhamsted on May 6th, 2016, and was welcomed by crowds of people, hoping to get a glimpse of her dressed in striking pink The late Queen made history as being the first reigning monarch to visit Berkhamstead School in 2016 when she attended a celebration for its 475th anniversary. Street parties were put on as the borough celebrated Her Majesty's 70-year reign over the Platinum Jubilee weekend in June and as part of the continued Jubilee celebrations decorum residents were invited to share their memories of Queen Elizabeth II.
2: Hello, this is Jeremy. As Mayor of Decorum, Councillor Andrew Williams, leader of the Council, Sir Mike Penning MP, and Gagan Mahinja MP, and the Chief Executive of the Council laid floral tributes for the Queen on the morning of Friday, September 9th. In Decorum, a book of condolence was opened on Friday, September 9th at the Forum in Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamstead Town Council Civic Building, and Tringtown Council Civic Building. The public is invited to lay their floral tributes at the site during the period of mourning. The Decorum Book of Condolence will be open Monday to Friday from 9am until 5pm until September 19th. Messages of condolence can also be made online at royal.uk. Hertfordshire County Council also has similar condolence books and a dedicated area for floral tributes underneath the County Hall arches in Hartford, for those who wish to pay their respects. There is also an online book of remembrance for Hertfordshire which can be found at lord-lieutenant-hearts.org.uk forward slash remembrance on Monday this week, books of condolence were placed at Berkhamsted, Bovingdon, Leverstock Green, Hemel-Hempstead, Tring, and King's Langley Libraries. The completed books will be stored in the Hertfordshire archives. St Peter's Church in Berkhamsted opened its doors on Thursday night last week
3: for people to sign their
2: condolence book.
3: Hello, this is Pam, continuing the story. Chief Executive of Decorum Borough Council, Clare Hamilton, said, The councillors and officers of Decorum Borough Council are deeply saddened at the news of the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Our thoughts are with the royal family at this sad time. Respects have been paid by leader of Hertfordshire County Council, Richard Roberts, who said that there's no doubt that the country is unlikely ever to see a monarch reign for such a long period, nor one who is so well-loved by so many.
0: Chair of the Hertfordshire and West Essex Integrated Care Board, the Right Honourable Paul Burstow, has paid respect to the Queen after her death was announced by Buckingham Palace. In a statement, the former Liberal Democrat MP for Sutton and Cheam, Mr Burstow, said... On behalf of the Hertfordshire and West Essex Integrated Care Board, we are deeply saddened at the passing of Her Majesty the Queen and extend our heartfelt sympathy and condolences to the Royal Family. He went on to say that the Royal Family are in his thoughts at this difficult and painful time. Mr Burstow said, as we reflect on the Queen's lifelong commitment to public service, we recall her connections to the NHS In Hertfordshire and West Essex
1: chairman of Hertfordshire County Council Councillor Annie Brewster JP said on behalf of Hertfordshire County Council and the people of Hertfordshire I would like to express our deepest condolence and the gratitude for the lifetime of service and devotion given by Her Majesty the Queen local schools along with Hemel Hempstead Town Football Club have expressed sadness at this time of National Mourning.
2: Speaking on Friday last week, Humphrey Mwanza, Chair of Hemel Business Improvement District, said We at Hemel Business Improvement District are deeply saddened to hear the announcement from Buckingham Palace that Her Majesty the Queen has passed away and our thoughts are with the Royal Family.
3: People across Decorum and Hertfordshire have paid tribute to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II after her death at Balmoral in Scotland. The police and crime commissioner for Hertfordshire said he was deeply saddened to learn of the passing of Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth. David Lloyd said, I would like to extend my deepest condolences to members of the royal family and to pay tribute to her long life of service built on a firm faith and deeply held sense of duty. Every one of us has been touched by her life. May light perpetual shine upon her. God save the King.
0: On the children's homepage, some local tributes for Her Majesty. She didn't act as if she was above us all, like a VIP. She was very humble, said Sophie and Ellie. She was really chatty and sweet, like a a little nan from Lewis. Oliver said, every year we had Christmas messages. That was always something that would bring smiles to people's faces, no matter what was going on. The average retirement age is 65, and she served the country for years after that and had remained mentally and physically active to carry out her duties. From Tristan. Kira said, I remember during the Olympic ceremony when they pretended the queen had jumped out of a helicopter. Little things like that show that the queen is going to be remembered for so many different things. So not just being the queen and having responsibility, but also humorous points.
1: Now for some other news items in the Gazette this week. Further strike action by Arriva staff has been announced following two days of industrial action last week. The Unite Union has confirmed strike action will take place on Tuesday, September 20th and Friday, September 30th. Strike action planned for September 16th this week was cancelled as a mark of respect following the death of the Queen. The workers joining the action are Arriva Depot staff from across Hertfordshire, Bedfordshire and Buckinghamshire. A spokesman for Arriva said, This will be disappointing news for our customers. We have put forward a significant pay offer for employees which recognises the great work they do and reflects the unprecedented cost of living challenge facing the region. However, any pay rise has to be affordable, in order to protect the long-term sustainability of the bus network we urge unite the union to work with us by suspending strike action and allowing their members to vote on this increase we will ensure our customers and stakeholders are kept informed on any services which are due to run across the region on planned strike days Arriva is offering drivers Admin staff, engineers, cleaners and shunters pay rises of between 4 and 6%, with the real rate of inflation, RPI, running at 12.3%. It is claimed this represents a pay cut in real terms. Unite General Secretary Sharon Graham said, Arriva and Deutsche Bahn have funnelled money made by these workers out of the country for years. It is abundantly clear they can afford to pay a decent increase. Instead, and during the worst cost of living crisis for decades, they're asking them to take a real terms wage cut. Arriva workforce will receive Unite's total support until Arriva comes back with an acceptable offer. An
2: Olympic swimmer has visited a school in Berkhamsted to help the next generation of swimmers. And teach them how to race. Adam Peaty OBE and his race clinic went to Berkhamsted School on August 31st and spent the day teaching 100 young swimmers the skills needed to race professionally and successfully. The young people and their families were joined by 12 coaches from swimming clubs in Tring, Berkhamsted, and Hemel Hempstead who received first-hand training from Adam Peets' team. The children took part in three stations, swim station, gym station and racing edge station, which all helped to develop different skills and strategies. At the swim station, Adam led a session on free swimming and focused on the stroke and technique. Ed Baxter, the co-founder of the AP Race Clinic, led the second part of the station, looking at maximizing distance and power in every stroke. Adam's gym coach of four years led the gym station, giving the swimmers an insight into swimming-specific gym work. Swimmers learned how to master their minds while racing at the Racing Edge station the parents of the children who were able to get involved asked questions on how to create the best experience for their children as they develop as swimmers. Adam said, from the whole team and I, we just wanted to say a massive thank you for attending the AP Race Clinic today. Your energy was electric. I hope you take the same energy into the 2022-23
3: season just as I am. Several suicide deaths were registered in decorum last year, new figures show, as charities call for greater action to mark World Suicide Prevention Day. Organised by the International Association for Suicide Prevention and the World Health Organisation, World Suicide (coughs) Prevention Day has been observed on September 10th every year since 2003, and sees people come together around the world to raise awareness of the issue. The theme this year is creating hope through action and aims to inspire confidence and hope among those struggling with their mental health. Office for National Statistics figures show eight deaths from suicide were registered in decorum in 2021, down from nine the year before. A further 17 suicide deaths were recorded in 2019 meaning there were 8.4 suicides per 100,000 people in the area in the three years to 2021. Mental health charity Rethink Mental Illness said that despite improvements in awareness the increase in the suicide rate across England and Wales highlights the need to tackle the many risk factors that lead to suicide, including debt, financial stress and housing instability, all of which are being exacerbated by the cost of living crisis. And Samaritans said the figures are more worrying evidence that not enough is being done to drive down our high suicide rates. Jackie Morrissey, Assistant Director of Research and Influencing Work at the Suicide Prevention Charity, said, We want to see a new national suicide prevention plan, led by the government, that will achieve the lowest national suicide rate in history. Anything less will simply be accepting failure. Lord Coldclough, Head of Suicide Prevention at Rethink Mental Illness, highlighted the particularly worrying, increasing trend of suicides among young women. Contact Samaritans for free at any time on 116 123 or their website samaritans.org.
0: Apologies for the short notice of this item, but online listeners may benefit. A man has organised a gathering for former pupils of Cavendish Technical Grammar School in Hemel Hempstead. Philip Rance, known as Pip to his schoolmates, is inviting those who studied at the school to meet at the Steam Coach in Boxmoor on Friday the 16th of September at 12.30pm. The gatherings in the past have been arranged by Brian Plowright, who is unable to make the event this time. Pip said it's an open invitation to all who were at Cavendish Technical Grammar School from its opening in 1959 to 1969. It felt a good idea as our numbers are not increasing. Cavendish Grammar School became a comprehensive school in 1970 and closed in 2018 before it reopened as the Laureate Academy teachers like arthur hayward peter mann and vic pennell talked at the school
1: a man from dunstable pleaded guilty to unauthorized depos- deposit of controlled waste at st alban's magistrates court after he was caught dumping rubble and plastic buckets on a country lane in flamstead on august 31st Tani Ismaili from Montgomery Grove, Dunstable, was ordered to pay a total of £2,566 after he was seen dumping rubbish from a Ford Transit van in February this year. The court was told how Ismaili used a company vehicle to fly-tip a large amount of rubble, bags and plastic buckets in Coles Lane. Hidden cameras captured two people dumping the waste from a van which was found to have belonged to a company in Luton. Investigations found that the van was in the possession of an employee, Ishmaili, outside working hours at the time of the fly-tipping offence. The defendant was interviewed under caution by Decorum Borough Council's Environmental Enforcement Team and admitted to the offence. Councillor Julie Banks portfolio holder for communities said this prosecution shows the full consequences of being involved in a fly-tipping incident she added our environmental enforcement officers have shown how thoroughly they investigate all incidents of fly-tipping as part of our zero-tolerance approach to environmental crime
2: inquiry date set for Luton Airport expansion The inquiry date for the expansion plans at Luton Airport has been set for 27th September. London Luton Airport Operations Limited plans to increase passenger capacity from 18 million to 19 million a year, a move approved by Luton Borough Council in December. However, a decision was made on behalf of Michael Gove, the Secretary of State for Leveling Up Housing and Communities to hold a local inquiry which aims to consider all the relevant aspects of the proposed development. The inquiry at Luton Town Hall is set to run for 10 weeks from 27th of September to 18th November. A Luton Airport official spokesman said, "The government understands that airports are an important enabler of wider economic growth. For Luton Airport to play its part, It is important we can maximise our potential.
3: This week in history. September 14th, 1901. US President William McKinley died in Buffalo eight days after being shot by an anarchist. He was succeeded by Theodore Roosevelt. On this day last year government ministers unveiled their blueprint for living with the virus through the winter, setting out plans for Covid booster jabs. September 15, 1974, civil war broke out in Beirut between Christians and Muslims. September 16, 1963, Malaysia became independent and a mob celebrated by burning down the British embassy.
0: Continuing this week in history, on this day last year, SpaceX sent the first ever all-civilian crewed rocket into orbit from the Kennedy Space Centre. September the 17th, 1961, one of London's biggest Ban the Bomb demos ended with 830 people arrested, including actress Vanessa Redgrave and playwright John Osborne. On this day last year, Elizabeth Estensen retired from her role as Diane Sugden on Emmerdale after 22 years in the soap. September the 18th, 1905, Greta Garbo, the Swedish shop girl who became one of the most legendary film stars of all time was born. And September the 19th, 1975, was the first episode of 40 Towers was broadcast by the BBC.
1: Are you up to date with the Highway Code guidance? Nine sections were updated in January with 50 rules added or amended. Three in five drivers have not read the new Highway Code guidance aimed at providing more protection for vulnerable road users. New guidance means traffic should give way when pedestrians are crossing or waiting to cross at junctions. Cyclists are advised to ride in the centre of lanes on quieter roads. Drivers have more responsibility to watch out for people cycling, walking or riding a horse.
2: The Marlowe's Shopping Centre celebrated its successful Dinosaur Trail by announcing its competition winners last week. The Shopping Centre ran trail and selfie competitions from July to September. The free event saw shoppers find and name the 10 dinosaurs hidden around the premises. Participants were encouraged to share their pictures with the creatures on social media. Ellie Ray Meehan, whose selfie was chosen by judges as their favourite out of more than 230 entries, won a prize bundle from the entertainer. Freddie Creed was randomly selected and won a £100 voucher for the store. General Manager at the Marlowe's, Humphrey Mwanza said it has been so wonderful to see so many families enjoying our dinosaur trail and truly making it a summer to remember here at the Marlowe's. He added, we've been overwhelmed with the number of entries to both the trail and selfie competition and
3: congratulate
2: both winners.
3: More than half of homes in Decorum have poor energy efficiency ratings, figures show as campaign groups warn of soaring fuel poverty, even with the new PM's energy plan. Prime Minister Liz Truss announced that energy bills will be capped at no more than £2,500 a year for all homes. However, the End Fuel Poverty Coalition said the new measures would be an expensive sticking plaster if they were not accompanied by longer-term investment in energy efficiency and renewables. Analysis of energy efficiency ratings by the Office of National Statistics shows 58% of houses had a ranking of D or below as of March 2021, the latest figures. Energy performance certificates show how effective a home is at keeping heat in, with ratings from A, the most efficient, to G, the least, meaning residents have to spend more on energy bills to keep their homes warm. The End Fuel Poverty Coalition estimates 6.9 million households will suffer fuel poverty this winter, even after the new price guarantee. The latest figures from the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy estimate there were around 3.2 million English households in fuel poverty in 2020, including 7,216 in decorum. And separate figures from charity Friends of the Earth show, as of August, 22% of dwellings in decorum did not have their lofts insulated and 19% were without cavity wall insulation, equivalent to 14,700 and 12,400 homes, respectively. Adam Scorer, chief executive of fuel poverty charity National Energy Action, called the PM's announcement good news, but warned more must be done for those most in need. The new government must not forget that the most vulnerable need targeted support, he said. Those who use more energy in their homes because of medical conditions, those who are elderly and those on very low incomes need extra help so they don't have to ration their usage, putting their physical and mental health at risk. Sakir Starmer, leader of the Labour Party, said the plan does not come cheap and criticised mistrust for funding it through increased borrowing rather than a one off tax on energy companies. The PM said it was a moment to be bold, adding, We are facing a global energy crisis and there are no cost free options. Now we come to the information
0: slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on, and any more news, and a statement regarding the usual letters to the editor feature. The information slot: we have a few seats on the bus left for the Tring School of Performing Arts event on Friday the thirtieth of September, from three till five pm. The school is sending a minibus to collect and return us which means the secretary will need to know if you are joining us and would like a lift. We will all need to meet at the Gaybridge Park and Ride at 2.15pm to park our vehicles and transfer to the minibus. Those from Birkhamstead and End will probably want to drive straight there. Tea and cake are included. This is a lovely opportunity to see some young, talented stars of the future. Book your seat by calling the Secretary on 217-918.
1: Please be aware that Site Village South East 2022 will be in London on Tuesday 8th of November at the Kensington Town Hall on Hornton Street W eight seven NX. This is the UK's leading exhibition for blind and partially sighted people and those experiencing sight problems. Most of the usual stands for the sight impaired will be there. Find out about the latest technology, products and support services available. Pre-registration is recommended and free on eventbrite.co.uk or phone 0121. 803-5484.
2: 803-5484. During this month, Jehovah's Witnesses are making a special effort to reach anyone interested in the brochure Enjoy Life Forever. This comes with a free Bible course. You may notice that copies of this brochure are being displayed at various locations in the community using literature carts, Specifically for the vision impaired, We would like to let you know that the brochure is available in contracted, uncontracted British Braille and alternative formats, which can be requested for free. Please write or Braille to jw.org at QAC Site Village, Care of Kingdom Hall, Creswell Road, Hall Green, Birmingham, B289RN. Text or phone O seven seven two two nine three three seven four four. Email JWBrailleproject at gmail.com. Electronic copies are available and can be downloaded for free from the accessible website JW.org. These include formats PDF, EPUB, RTF for use on a PC with screen reader, BRL for use on a note taker and MP3
3: audio. Door to Store is a community accessible bus service that collects passengers from their home address to take them to Tesco in Tring on a fortnightly basis on Thursdays. The cost is £5 per person for the return journey and the shoppers are supported by two volunteers to help them around the store if they need it and to carry bags into their homes. Buses run from other locations including Kings Langley, Bovingdon, Berkhamsted, and Hemel Hempstead. The service runs every fortnight to a local supermarket. The bus also runs two trips a month to various locations, including lunches, garden centres, stately homes and theatre. To register for information and to book, call 212 or email ctadmin at communityactiondecorum.org.uk.
0: These are the obituaries in The Gazette this week. Jean Lillian Emery, aged 89 years. June Gom, aged 90 years. Sylvia Rose Marin, aged 86 years. Peter James Mills, aged 74 years. and John Colin Stevens aged 85 years. May they all rest in peace.
1: Now for What's On. Films at the cinema this week include The Woman King, Ticket to Paradise, Clark's Three, Hatching, See How They Run, The Forgiven, Fall 2022, Beast, Fisherman's Friends, One and All, Nope, Bullet Train, Top Gun, Maverick. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking.
2: Local comedy. Simon Evans, The Work of the Devil, Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, September 24th. Simon Evans is one of the country's best-loved stand-up comedians with a loyal fan base who admire his independent scrutiny of the modern world. His tongue-in-cheek, often rueful attachment to traditionalism, and his scepticism towards the claimed achievements of progressive politics and modernist aesthetics have set him apart from many of his contemporaries. As well as making him a firm favourite on the usual platforms, live at the Apollo, the Edinburgh Festival and the corporate circuit in particular, these qualities have led to appearances on BBC One's Question Time and Radio 4's The News Quiz. Visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book or phone 228-091. Price is £17.00. Duration, 90 minutes plus an interval. Age guidance, 14 plus. Warning, adult content.
3: Music. Tickets are now on sale for and District Local History and Museum Society's third concert, celebrating Nika Rothschild's significant involvement with the jazz world of the mid-20th century. Nika who lived between 1913 and 1988, was the granddaughter of the first Lord Rothschild and spent much of her childhood at Tring Park. Nika and the Jazz Divas takes place on 24th September at Hastow Village Hall. In both earlier concerts, the first one telling the story of Nika in New York and the second following her book on Three Wishes, uh, all the musicians were men. So the Society decided that the final concert should be devoted to the women of jazz, connected directly or indirectly with Nika. The last concert was sold out, so book early. Tickets are £16. Email savage.shelly at gmail.com to book. Theatre,
0: Watford. Glitterball, Watford Palace Theatre, September the 15th to the 24th. Sonia is keen to learn more about her mixed-race heritage, but she can't shake off the voice of her overbearing mother. Glitterball is a comedy with live music about relationships and always staying true to oneself. Visit Watford uk to book. Tickets from £5 at age 10+. plus. Runtime, two hours plus an interval.
1: And another theatre event at Milton Keynes. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolour Dreamcoat at Milton Keynes Theatre is on until 24th September. Andrew Lloyd Webber's much-loved musical returns with this award-winning production, which was originally staged at the London Palladium. It stars Alexandra Burke as the narrator and Jack Yarrow as Joseph, with songs including Any Dream Will Do, Close Every Door to Me, There's One More Angel in Heaven and Go, 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 Joseph. The show has been performed in more than 80 countries worldwide and has become one of the world's most beloved family musicals. Visit a t g atgtickets.com forward slash Milton Keynes to book. Prices from £13 to £70 plus a transaction fee.
2: Future dates for your diary. The Watford Palace Theatre and Pitlockree Festival Theatre presents Little Women from the 11th to the 22nd of October 2022. Published in 1868. Louisa May Alcott's Little Women was an immediate critical and commercial success and is now one of the best loved novels of all time. By turns comic, dramatic, romantic and tragic, the book was inspired by Alcott's experiences growing up with her three sisters and is the story of the March family. Mother, Marmy, and her daughters, Beautiful Meg, Tomboy Joe, Sensitive Beth and Spoilt Amy, as they struggle to survive in New England during the American Civil War. First performed at the Gate Theatre in Dublin, Anne-Marie Case's adaptation of the classic story offers an exciting theatrical experience, guaranteed to be a night or afternoon filled with laughter, tears, and a lifting of the spirits. There is an audio described performance on Wednesday the 12th at 7.30 p.m with accompanying touch tour at 6.30pm. Please contact the box office if you require audio description. Running time is approximately two and a half hours. The age guidance is 11 plus and ticket prices go from £5 to £120. To book, contact the box office on 01923 225671 or sales at whatfordpalacetheatre.co.uk
3: Tring's own Apple Fair returns this October to celebrate harvest time and local produce. Core dates are 2nd of October when G. Orchard will open its gates for the popular Apple Day and Saturday 8th of October when there will be a special Tring Farmer's Market with the Pippin High Street Parade and Scarecrow Competition. There will be so much more to see and do, including apple pressing, flour milling, a barn dance and the harvest festival. Also, with autumn and Halloween fast approaching, pay a visit on the 22nd of October for locally grown pumpkins and other spooky delights. Held at the Marketplace on Brook Street, with one-hour free parking at the Forge car park, Tring Farmer's Market is the place to source artisan goods and local produce. The market takes place on the 2nd and 4th Saturdays of the month, 9am till 12.30pm. All stallholders come from within a 30-mile radius of Tring and are as knowledgeable as they are passionate about their goods and produce. Look out for the new bagel stall... Details at tringfarmersmarket.co.uk
0: The longest-running theatre show in the home counties, The Pepper Show, returns in 2022 for a 33rd year. Organised by Bucks and Hearts charity, The Pepper Foundation, it runs at the David Evans Court Theatre six shows from Tuesday the 11th to Saturday the 15th of October. All funds raised help to fund the Children's Hospice at Home Service, delivered by Rennie Grove Hospice Care, which provides specialist nursing care for children with life limiting or life threatening conditions in Hearts and Bucks. Tickets from thelittleboxoffice.com slash pepper book Slash event slash
1: As the editor this week, I was concerned that the letters page had not appeared for some time and decided to inquire. This reply from the print editor explains why they have been missing. James Bryce wrote... Our parent company, unfortunately, decided to make several people redundant. Among them was the team that worked on the letters page and other community pages across a range of titles, including the Hemel Gazette. Under the content management system we've had since April, letters pages and things like columns take a lot more time than they did previously as they have to exactly fill a space... And as you can imagine, with letters, that is incredibly difficult to achieve. Because of this, we have had to take the decision not to regularly run letters in the Gazette. If there is an issue where we get a lot of responses, or if there are long letters that we can use effectively as columns, we will have the option to put in a page for them. But unfortunately, the extra workload of a weekly letters page is not something we have the capacity to take on among those who are left.
2: Rising inflation and increasing costs have left a shortfall of more than £23 million in the county's finances, according to Hertfordshire County Council. The council says that its latest financial forecast has estimated a figure of £23.5 million as ongoing pressures and the current global situation affects the budget, which was last balanced in February. The cost has increased for the Council to provide its services at current levels. The Council explained, the bill to keep streetlights on has increased by 60% That's an extra £2.3 million a year, just to keep the lights on after dark. The Resources and Performance Cabinet Panel will be asked to discuss the financial report, which has given options to make efficiency savings and use the Council's contingency and reserves to bridge the gap. The financial situation of the Council will continue to be monitored as pressures caused by global soaring inflation and energy uncertainty, make prices rise. Richard Roberts, leader of Hertfordshire County Council, explained that financially, the council is a very well-managed organisation, and last year it came out of the pandemic able to offer a significant COVID recovery package. He will write to the new Prime Minister congratulating her and asking what she considers the pressure asking that she considers the pressures the council faces he said the last six months have seen global events outside our control unfold with everyone in the country now dealing with increases in the cost of living this was why we set out our cost of living support in July Richard added. We will also be doing everything we can to offer support to our most vulnerable residents and offer much needed advice and guidance for everyone. At a time when our residents and businesses are facing unprecedented challenges, I want our services to continue to be efficient, helpful and above all tied in closely with our partner district councils, voluntary and faith organizations. Only together can we get through this.
3: The tale of Aldbury's Valiant Trooper pub rumbles on as a new planning application has been submitted to Decorum Borough Council. The pub closed in summer 2021, was bought privately shortly afterwards and has remained closed ever since. Local residents rallied around to object to the owner's initial planning application for refurbishment, fearing it would mean the end of the line for the camera award-winning pub. Erica Vilcals, who is leading the campaign to save the pub, said in July, the owner wrote to Aldbury Parish Council, saying this project is mothballed due to lack of support from the parish council and local community. However, as we went to press... New applications for the site had been submitted to the district council to include retention of the public house, conversion of the restaurant wing to a farm shop and deli, conversion of the outbuilding to a cafe and the construction of three mews houses with gardens to the rear of the property along with parking. Erica commented... Since the owner closed the pub, we have all seen a resurgence in pubs with restaurants, such as the Stag at Mentmore and the Grand Junction. And all this time, the Valiant Trooper has remained closed with no plan to open as a pub with restaurant. Supporters of the Valiant Trooper are not hanging on to the wonderful times gone by. The Valiant Trooper could be a hugely successful pub restaurant, bringing in visitors and groups to Aldbury. The latest application submitted on 28th of July is an application for change of use. So we potentially lose this historic public house. We saw this coming, so are well prepared to challenge. Save the Valiant Trooper can be contacted at savethevt at gmail.com. A spokesperson for Decorum Borough Council said, the application is still subject to consultation. The site is located within 500 metres of the Chilterns Beechwoods, and planning officers will consider this, among other planning matters, before making a recommendation for the development.
0: The first results from the 2021 census, a data collection exercise undertaken every 10 years shows that the number of people living in the Decorum Borough Council area has risen by 10,300, a 7.1% increase. Decorum now ranks 132nd for total population out of 309 local authority areas in England, moving up three places in a decade. To give you an idea of population density, the national average is three people for every football pitch sized piece of land. The quorum has around five people for each football pitch sized area of land. There has also been an increase of 18% in people aged 65 and over, an increase of 3.7% in people aged 15 to 64 and an increase of 9.3% in children aged under 15
1: Discount supermarket Lidl has put in an application for a large food store and car parking on land at Sears Drive in Tring the plan has upset homeowners at the Carla Homes Roman Park Development in Hertfordshire, who expected the site to house office space. They say they feel they've been misled and although they agree that a small independent shop would be useful, or better still a doctor's surgery, feel the proposed development is too large for the site with insufficient infrastructure and is inconsistent with Decorum's local plan. Objections raised include the likely congestion on Icknild Way and Sears Drive, unsafe roads, noise and light pollution, and fears of increased antisocial behaviour and misuse of the car park. Tring Council has recommended refusal of the plan for a number of reasons, including the fact that this land has not been proposed for a suitable plot ...for a supermarket on the Emerging Local Plan... ...and that it is currently designated for industrial use. drayton Beecham Parish Meeting also opposed the plans... ...stating, the residents of Drayton-Beacham are extremely concerned... ...that their sole exit onto the B488... ...will become even more dangerous than it is at present... ...with the increased volume of traffic from the customers of the supermarket...
2: The proposed supermarket is also inconsistent with Decorum's local plan, section LA5 west of Tring development, which stated no retail. Qing already has two supermarkets, with a third proposed in a new neighbourhood development to the east of the town. A store here will undermine the proper planning of the area. However, other Tring residents have supported the application, with run one resident saying, Currently, Tring residents have to travel to Leighton Buzzard or Aylesbury to visit a cheaper supermarket. This store will be more convenient for residents and reduce travelling and therefore pollution. It will provide a much-needed alternative to current options, create local jobs and improve the aesthetics of the area. There has also been some support for a smaller food store on the site, a smaller food store, e.g. metro size, would have some utility to residents of LA5 and West Tring. A spokesperson for Lidl said, if approved, the new supermarket would represent a multi-million pound investment for the local area and the creation of around 40 jobs once the store opens. Further information on this can be found at decorum.gov.uk sac there remains an expectation to consult on a revised draft of the local plan in 2023 trings proposed marchcroft development remains ongoing
3: hearts county council's latest health walk programs are out now if you haven't walked with them yet please sign up on the website given below and just arrive 10 to 15 minutes early for your first walk. Not walked for a while? Perhaps you've had a busy summer. You would be welcome to come back as a returning walker. Take a look at the new programmes to find a walk that suits you. Health Walk volunteers will be delighted to welcome you back. If you have any queries, please contact Harts County Council on 01992 555 888 from Monday to Friday 9 till 11 30 or 2 till 3 or email healthwalks.cms at hertfordshire.gov.uk a range of graded walks is available from first steps which are 20 to 30 minutes to grade 4 plus longer than 90 minutes take a look at the chart hertfordshire.gov.uk forward slash health which provides a guide to the grading to see what will suit you best if in doubt about which grade to choose why not start with a lower grade if you are still unsure check with your health walk leader who can advise on the pace terrain and length of the walk or contact HCC on 01992 555 or email healthwalks.cms at
0: We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 06:40 and 1914. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. If you wish to listen on Alexa, say, Alexa, open talking newspaper. Follow this with, Alexa, play decorum talking newspaper. If she asks which city or town, say Hemel Hempstead and she will list nearby recordings. Then she seems to respond correctly. Otherwise, say decorum in different ways, e.g. decorum or da-corum. Sooner or later, she gets it. Can be frustrating though. Remember, information on local amenities and services Follow after the final music of this recording of the news on the memory stick. For those who are listening to this week's news on the memory stick, please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Turn the label over and post it back to us at the Adyfield Community Centre, the Queen's Square, Emil Hempstead, HP2-4EW, Using any Royal Mail post box, no stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Please remember that Monday the 19th of September is now a bank holiday. Until next time, it is goodbye from all your readers, the editor, and Gary, your technician for this week.